0: Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve.
1: I'm Steve. I'm a sexaholic. I'm very grateful to be here. Um, and and again, happy birthday to Dennis Hi, and to anyone else. Uh, I think somebody said they had a, a anniversary about six days ago. So happy birthday, Hamed, if, if I got that right. And um, yeah, I'm... Um, uh, I just want to cast out that I get um, irrationally, I have, I have a great deal of irrational fear when I speak uh, to a, a large group like this one, and, and, and I just want to say that that's partly because I have an anxiety disorder, and it's partly because I, I um, take myself too seriously sometimes and think that if I don't uh, say something really great, then I'm a failure, and um, so <laughs> I just want to cast that out and, and uh, lead with, with, with a little bit of weakness there. Um, um, uh, and I also like to start off by praying uh, that uh, God will, will say through me um, exactly what he wants me to say and, and, and that you will hear exactly what he wants you to hear. And so I'm gonna have just another little brief moment of silence uh, and pray that prayer before I, I, I get started. Amen. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, once again, I'm really grateful to be here and to see all these faces. It really is amazing. Um, I, um, um uh, in 2001, um, I was uh, about ready to end my own life and, 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 uh, I, I decided, uh, to, um, to tell the truth, tell the, all, to tell all my secrets, uh, and and I was I was worried that that might be the same thing as committing suicide, um, but but I figured I could always uh, it, in my life uh, for good if 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 I asked for help and told the truth and that didn't and it didn't work, and and I'm grateful that it did work. Um, uh, uh, it did have major consequences though, um, or rather um, it. it, it it opened up. It opened things up to the conse- uh, many consequences of, of a long life of acting out. My earliest sexual memories were when I was six years old, and and I began having what I now know are de- were deviant sexual thoughts. I didn't understand uh, much about that at the time, but I knew that that it wasn't the same kind of thoughts that most other people had, and I became. Uh, very much uh, afraid of others finding out about my sexual thoughts and feelings, and i and I began building a wall uh, around around myself, and I very much relate to what it says about keeping a secret life. Many people don't have that particular issue, and I think that particular issue is is a separate thing from my lust, but it certainly uh, was part of the pattern that led to a very, very strong uh, lust addiction uh, for me. Um, uh, it especially began in um, in high school, and I uh, w- uh, had had very uh, shameful fantasies about certain other other boys. And in my class at school, uh, I would I was uh, would be sexually aroused by their feet, and I would have fantasies about um, being sexual uh, in, in in deviant ways uh, with them. I would masturbate, and then I would feel horribly ashamed, and I would swear that I was never going to do this again, and then 24 hours later, the cycle would repeat, much as it's described in our literature. And, and many, many uh, years of trying to manage this uh, on my own in absolute secrecy um, uh, very few sexual partners because, uh, I wanted to to try to appear normal to everyone. And, and, uh, um, but, but, and I eventually got married, uh, and, and thought that would fix me as many sexaholics have, but it really just led to a, a place where I could turn the marriage bed into, um, um, a, a place to act out in my mind and, and pretend to be present, uh, For for my uh, now now ex-wife, when when really I was in my mind going the same sick places that I went um, previously. So so uh, that did not fix me. In fact, I got sicker and sicker. And in two thousand one. Uh, when I was ready to commit suicide, I had committed crimes. And so when I revealed this, these crimes had to be reported and there were consequences. But I, I need to remind myself, they were the consequences of my disease, not the consequences of my decision My decision to tell the truth. Um, and I think if I hadn't have told the truth at that point, I would be dead today. I really believe that. Um, uh, and, and so uh, this decision to tell the truth enabled me to, to get help, to find out that um, help was possible, that that I could separate, uh, that others could help me learn to separate the things that I was doing from who I am as a person. And while I had done things that were really wrong and, and are not okay, um, that, that that is not who I am. And in fact, if that was who I am, it wouldn't have been killing me inside to do those things. It's, I was certainly dying a slow death as I lived in my disease. So, so uh, the other thing is, is that after a lot of treatment, um, uh, I, I was um, uh, released and told to, to move to Nashville, um, which was the closest place to, to where I was living at the time uh, that I could attend uh, SA meetings and, and uh, as many as I needed and get the kind of help that I needed. So I did that. I moved into a halfway house in Nashville and in 2001, and, and, and I've been sober since that time, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, a lot of consequences have happened, but the Sober Living Program in Sexaholics Anonymous has taught me to, to not only survive the things that, 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 that I face, um, yeah, but, but learn to be uh, usefully and happily whole um, while I face them which is an amazing, amazing thing. And so, um, but today um, I I wanna share uh, uh, in the context of of a reading, which I think is a very good reading. And I've asked uh, Luke, uh, I believe I I will be able to share my screen here and show you this reading from the white book. Um, And um, it's from page 77 of the white book and it's called Everything Begins With Sobriety. Everything begins with sobriety. Without sobriety, there is no program of recovery. But without reversing the deadly traits that underlie our addiction, there is no positive and lasting sobriety. To recover from a life based on wrong attitudes, self-obsession, separation, false connections, blindness, and spiritual death requires a program of action that includes a fundamental change in attitude, character change, union, the true connection, self-awareness, and spiritual life working the principles of the steps as a new way of living has made this happen for us no matter how well they are explained understood or believed however the steps mean nothing unless they are actually worked out in our thinking and living the steps don't work unless we work them and that's from page 77 and 78 of the white book so um well, um, for me, um, this this idea that everything begins with sobriety—it's a very good reading. And in my home group, we have it um, printed up like that, so that we can, uh, cho- uh, if we choose, at the beginning of the meeting, have it for one of our readings. And, and I really like to hear it often. Um, and and it points out something very important, which is that um, the um, uh, that, that sobriety alone. Uh, or mere abstinence uh, right. is not enough. We we have to go beyond that in order to recover. But I think there's something else in this reading that is not always um, um, recognized, and and that is the, just the very first sentence. Everything begins with sobriety. Um, for for um, for essay and 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 let me say first off that that. I've been taught by some teachers that have made it clear to me that, that they're, in order for me to be um, safe and, and secure in this fellowship, I need to avoid ever becoming an expert uh, on anything. So there's no amount of sobriety or no amount of knowledge or intelligence that, that, that makes me better than the other members here. I am just another member. And, and I have my experience to contribute, and I have my opinion, and my life today relies on me being a part of this fellowship, and not being separate from this fellowship, so I need to come and, and, uh, and acknowledge my weakness, as well as my experience, strength, and hope, and I need to open my ears and listen, and I need to um, um, take what I believe uh, today as an old idea that, that I might potentially have to let go of if God wants to show me something more. So um, those are, are are principles that I want to set set out before I say anything about this. Um, so this is what I'm about to share is my opinion today uh, based on my experience, strength and hope. And, and and I see in in sexaholics Anonymous, I see other members, um, uh, and I identify with your uh, stories and your experiences, whether you are uh, in sobriety uh, at a place that I've been in the past, or if you're ahead of me and, and, and you're at a place that, that I hope to be in the future, or, um, or if you're um, uh, wrestling with the disease today and, 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 and have recently acted out and are our, our tele- being vulnerable and telling the group, what that's like. That, that really helps me when I identify with you and see that uh, I, I've got the same disease that you've got. That could be me today. If you're, if you're having a, a bad time with your disease, that could be me. If you have a, uh, a lot of sobriety and a lot of uh, gifts of recovery in your, in your life today, that could be me. If you um, uh, are, are in the problem, that could be me. If you are in the solution, that could be me, and so that identification is what this is all about. And so, for, for me, I, I, I personally have uh, the word recovery. For me personally, means something uh, more than just my recovery as a sexaholic. I have some what the big book calls grave emotional and mental disorders, and and so I've got some other kinds of recovery. Um, that are important for me personally, recovery from codependency, recovery from trauma, recovery uh, from alcohol and drug use. However, in SA, well, these are parts of my story, and, and I may need to give them a passing mention if I'm sharing my story, that I'm here for SA recovery, and SA recovery begins with SA sobriety so it's important for me to to know that the unity of our fellowship is a, is about and, and sometimes i hear people talking about recovery as something separate from sobriety um my 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 sponsor um one of my sponsors was an aa member and and i'm grateful for the experience in aa you know that it's the history of our fellowship that our founder um uh, got sober in AA because there was no essay program, uh, fellowship, and there was no essay literature. And he applied the principles of the AA program, uh, to the, uh, to his uh, sexaholic problem. And, and, and our fellowship was born. I'm very grateful for teachers in AA who are willing to share their experience, strength, and hope with a sexaholic. And, and so, um, the, the, uh, the path that's in, in the steps, uh, works for our disease, and it works for other things as well. But but for me, it's very important that, that SA recovery begins with SA sobriety. And one of my teachers told me that, that there's a difference between the fellowship of, of Sexaholics Anonymous and the program of Sexaholics Anonymous. Um, the fellowship just requires... Uh, uh, my my desire to stop lusting and become sexually sober, and then then I am a member. That's the only requirement. However, the program is a set of instructions uh, on how to, to complete the steps, and and if properly followed, the instructions tell me uh, the, the 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 big book tells me that those instructions will lead to a spiritual awakening sufficient to overcome the obsession. Uh, that's at the, at the root of our malady. And so um, I, I, um, I just think this idea of everything begins with sobriety is related to the, the old AA slogan, first things first. Um, we've got to build on the base of sobriety. Now this is true for individual recovery. And I think this is also true for our fellowship and our groups and our worldwide service. Um, there is a another little visual that I'd like to share, and this is um, uh, uh, from. Uh, let's see. Hold on one second. I don't think it will. Let me see if it'll let me share my. Um, uh, yes. Okay. So this is just just a visual of the. Uh, uh, triangle um, uh, that's in AA represents the three legacies. And we have a similar organization of of our spiritual principles and recovery is at the base and in recovery, SA, if this is for SA, then this is SA recovery. And that is at the base of all of our uh, um, attempts to come together in unity and our attempts to reach out to the still suffering. So we want to build upon this, and we want to make sure this base is solid in our in our uh, fellowship, in order to um, to to make our fellowship grow from from the inside out. And and um, so I, I I pray for uh, the sobriety of our fellowship as well as as um, anything else uh, in order to grow in in our service structure. So I, I believe that. Um, this is, is the basis. Um, sobriety is, is the most valuable thing that I have today. Um, there's nothing that, that I have uh, of value that can actually be applied for good if I don't begin with sobriety. All of my possessions, all the things that I care about, my values will all get distorted and twisted um, by my disease if I, if I, don't, if I don't stay sober. So um, to me, this is very, very important. And putting, putting sobriety uh, in the first place is, is why it's called the primary purpose of, of our fellowship to, to stop lusting and become sexually sober and to help other achieve, others to achieve sobriety. So um, um, I'm grateful for that. I'd like to, I, I, I'm, I'm, there's still plenty of time, but, but I'm, 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 I may close soon. Um, uh, I want to share a story that I heard about an old-timer in AA, um, and he had, um, I think, he's now passed away, and he lived in Georgia, but he had about 60 or 65 years of sobriety, and he was um, uh, a member of AA, and he was present in 1950 when, when the, um, the traditions uh, became, uh, you know, part of AA. And, and so he, uh, once he was giving uh, a, a speech um, uh, at, at an event and he was being asked some questions and someone asked him the question, what is the most remarkable thing that you've ever witnessed in, in AA, um, in all your uh, time in AA? And he, And he didn't hesitate. He just said, the most, without a doubt, the, the single most incredible thing I've ever experienced in Alcoholics Anonymous is waking up sober this morning. And, and to me, um, that's a very, very profound statement. And it's a very, very profound awakening to, 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 to remain with 60 plus years of sobriety, that grateful and that awake to the miracle of sobriety. And, and I can't say that I am always <laughs> so alert and alive to, to, the, to the miracle of sobriety, but uh, I, I, I hope to be one day. I, I hope I, I, and, and if I keep coming back and I keep uh, uh, making uh, sobriety and, and becoming spiritually awake um, uh, the most important thing in my life today, then, then in my experience, I will keep growing. Um, I um, very much um, I very much feel uh, the pain of those still struggling with the addiction. And I do want to point out that a sexaholic is a sexaholic, and acting out is what sexaholics do uh, until they've done whatever it is that's necessary to, to recover. And I, I, I can tell you what happened in my life and what I did. I really don't understand what was the magic thing that, that caused me uh, to, to move from being trapped in my disease in the cycle to, to being in a new, a new cycle uh, of life and growth and sobriety. Uh, but I do believe that it is possible for everyone. And, and whether you've uh, you know just coming to SA or whether you've been around for a long time, Um, uh, whether you're struggling or whether you've got long-term sobriety, I I, I want to take from the literature the reminder that we are all children of God. Um, We are sick people trying to get well. We're not bad people trying to get good. And that there is a loving God uh, uh, who has the power and the desire to, to set us free today. And so that if we if we will make uh, finding him the most important thing, then we can have uh, the life that um, that he wants us to have. And we and and, and being here today with uh, you, I'm very grateful to be sharing that journey with others. Um, uh, and and so um, I, I don't know that there's more that I'm supposed to say. Uh, I, I think it's time for me to listen. If there are questions, I'll ha- happy to share my experience. But I, I look forward to hearing your experience and, and your thoughts as well. And 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 I'm very glad to be on the journey with you today. Thank you. Just unmute and first come,
2: first serve. I am I'm Federico I'm a sexaholic. Hello, Federico. Hello, and thank you so much for that share. It really um, went to my heart. And uh, it's, um, it, I, I totally identify with, with the share. And I was, I was feeling very, very grateful hearing what you said. And for me, part of my experience has also been that, um, you know, my recovery is built uh, on sobriety, not the other way around. Um, and I'll finish by saying that, um, yeah, I'm really grateful for the miracle of sobriety today. It is a total miracle um it comes through my higher power working through SA and all of you guys and today i've had a really good connection for example with my wife and i came in when i was three months married you know more than 10 years ago and uh, things have improved so much uh as a result of um, us both being in recovery thank you again for your share I, thank you fedor i see in the in the chat that dorota uh, would like to share so maybe i'll have her jump in here if she's ready
3: perfect thank you so much daniel Um, hey everyone this is dorota from us Um, thanks so much steve for your share today it was just so amazing to hear your reflection and your experience and i really appreciate you not going deep into your addiction and telling us every gory detail as many speakers tend to do sometimes I'm here for the same reason. I don't need to hear my story again rehashed. I want to hear the solution. And I really appreciate you focusing on that. But the one thing that really resonated with me, what you said, was that you have to be very careful not to become an expert on everything. And that, wow, that really hit me out of the blue. um, Because among the fact that, outside of the fact that I am a loving relationship and sex addict, I'm also a perfectionist. And um, a control freak. So that is just exactly what I needed to hear today. I absolutely cannot be an expert on everything. God will do the rest. I need to do my best, and I need to do, you know, basically, my follow my steps and do my program, uh, apply my program and apply my tools, and that's as far as I can go. I cannot I, I cannot achieve perfectionism. It's just not. I'm not. I'm not superhuman, and I'm not ever going to be able to achieve that. So. Um, thank you for reminding this to me again today. And thank you again for your vulnerability and for sharing um, and for your honesty. And thanks to all on, on being on this call. Thank you. Can I hey guys, your, this is, sorry. This uh,
4: is the nail. Go ahead oh jared
3: sorry yeah, hi. yeah i'm really grateful thank you thank you there there is a god and i'm so grateful to god and for you being a conduit for god and i love that i don't know if it's the simplicity of waking
4: up sober the magic the miracle of it
3: yeah so thank you
4: so much i'll leave it there
5: Thanks, yeah, hi So this is
4: daniel from israel uh thank you so much steve for your share sorry that i'm in the dark but my uh, front camera anyway is messed up at the moment Um, yeah I just want to share also that that really resonated with me the uh, not not to be an expert in anything um, because that's part of my disease and also you know I find that especially when I'm sponsoring that you know I need to be uh, I need to be an expert I need to have the perfect answer I need to have the perfect answer in it uh, uh, just to save the person it's all part of my disease I need to save I need to control um, I need to be right and I need to be an expert and just Letting go of that completely really, really resonates with me. Um, It's great to know you, and I really appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Daniel. Thanks,
4: Daniel.
2: Floor is still open.
6: There's a question in the
1: chat. Uh. Do you want me to take that, Daniel?
2: Sure. Uh, I don't see it, but go ahead. Yes, please.
1: It's from Dana. She says, "And when does it get better?" Is that do you want me to answer that, Dana, or um... yeah, real quick? I've been around the program about three months. I'm for three years. I'm you know six months in a day into, into sobriety it just seems like every day or a couple of days, more stuff is revealed to me about how deeply I am uh, lost in the fantasy of lust. And, you know, it's where, when does it start getting better? Okay, uh, thank you, Dana. Um, this, this question reminds me of a story uh, from an old timer, an AA old timer, was asked this same question. Uh, by by someone who who had a few years of uh, sobriety in AA and was doing a lot of things and, and was unhappy about the circumstances of his life, and the old timer says it doesn't get better until it's okay the way it is, and and for me that's the the the, the, the I don't think it's what that guy wanted to hear, um, and, and uh, but but there's a truth to it, and 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 it is that the program teaches me to learn. To be okay with 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 uh, my life today, and 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 with regards to uh, lust itself and 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 uh, lust recovery, um, I've got to I've got to move forward from wherever I am today. And one of my tendencies is to judge where I am, uh, and and then once I once I judge it, I start I start you know finding uh, focusing on what's wrong with it. And, and that becomes so large, I can't see anything else. Um, it, takes, it takes a power greater than myself to get me out of that problem. I, I can't get myself out of it. Um, uh, but but um, uh, if I can learn to, to, to get through today without going into the same old cycle, and, and, and if I can learn to be grateful for that, then that's something I can build on tomorrow. And, I, and in my experience, my, my, my recovery has been built in these small steps. Um, and, and, I, and I've heard many others share something similar. I, I don't know if, if, if that's helpful, but but um, I, ho- I hope so.
4: And um, that's all I got, thanks. Thank you. Th- thanks for
6: here's
4: that Elaine. question. Mm-hmm. Go
6: ahead. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, here's Elaine, a from Munich. And hi, Steve. Nice to hear you. And I have the question, because I have, uh, in Germany, there are some people who, are, it seems, they never gets into, into sobriety. And it makes me, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very uh, unhappy to see it or feel with them also. But the thing is, it's a wonder to get sober. It's a wonder. And, and uh, I know it because I am sober and I did all what I can and I, I wanted to get sober, and uh, but uh, there there's some reasons. Do you know because of sponsorship or whatever that why why they didn't get sober? It's a, it's this about uh, honesty. That in this big book is is a sentence about they they cannot be um, honest, and that's not her, their fault. Or do you have some thoughts about it? Can I, if I could myself. Understandable. Sorry. Yeah,
1: thank you. Thank you, Elaine. Yeah, that's just such a great question. And again, I think for me, um, part of a sexaholic acting out is a sexaholic acting out, whether they come to SA or not. This is my opinion. Uh we have a special term. It's like it's like before before someone comes to SA, there's a s they're just a sexaholic acting out. But after they come to e- e- SA, then they're a chronic relapser. I think there's a little bit of a an illusion or a deception here. A sexaholic acting out is a sexaholic acting out. And and in SA, I get to see the destruction that my disease causes. I I, I relate to this feeling of feeling uh pain and fear and sadness and sometimes even frustration with, with um, sexaholics who, who are, you know, seem to be this close to the solution and they're not getting sober. Um, however, this is just a small taste of the pain that I caused people when I was in my disease. And I have to remember that love and tolerance is our code. And there's, there's, there's a gift that I can receive today from being in a room with someone who's got my disease and they're still in the disease. I can see a reminder of what it will do. I could be back there I haven't yet become a quote-unquote chronic relapser I haven't acted out since my first essay meeting yet um, but um, I'm very grateful and I, and I agree the book the, the, the there's a chapter I mean that that paragraph you mentioned and how it works you know those who do not recover uh, are people who cannot or will not et etc cetera, et cetera. Um, they haven't really done the program according to the big book um, I've heard people say, I've done everything um, that I was told to do, and it's still not working. And it's like, that could be true. But uh, in which case, essay doesn't have an answer for this person, but, but there are many people who have, who have thought they had done everything and there was something that they hadn't. And, and it says constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. I think that's just Bill's fancy way of saying they can't be honest with themselves. And, and, and that doesn't mean by some miracle, they can't become honest with themselves one day. I mean, it's impossible for, for an alcoholic not to drink and yet alcoholics are sober. So I think for me, uh, I, I want to keep remembering uh the, the miracle of sobriety and the newcomers and people who are continuing to struggle, help me do that. If I stay in that frame of mind. Thank you.
6: Mm. Thank you, Steve.
2: And speaking of, of newcomers or in that general vein there, let's open it up to people with less than 30, 30 days of sobriety as well. If you would like to share.
5: My name's Eli. I'm, I'm a sexaholic. Um, uh, here in the Netherlands. Grateful, uh, grateful to hear you, Steve, uh, really grateful to be on the call. Uh, I was very moved, uh, also like what Daniel was saying at the top of the meeting, very moved by, uh, hearing everybody from all over the world, um, it reminded me that I am, I am a part of a, a larger fellowship and it's easy to forget that. um, I'm incredibly, uh, I'm incredibly grateful to be sober today. I, I, in the, uh, a few weeks ago, I was really struggling with lust, uh, in a, in a more intense way than I had since the beginning of my sobriety. And, um, yeah, it's really, the volume has really been turned down and I have a renewed sense of the, of the miracle of sobriety, um, because I, I have a, a, a fresh memory of the slavery of lust. And yeah, I, I, I've been talking and thinking about this with my, my sponsees and, you know, I think how I was able to get sober, I, I wish I could transplant that experience into the brains of my sponsees and I, it's something I can't do, but if I could try to articulate it roughly and quickly, it's essentially, I came to the realization that, um, I was going, you know, that I, 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 what, what, what surrender came to mean to me was like, oh, I'm going to be continually asked to give up stuff <laughs> in order to stay sober. Like this was going to be a process of surrender. It's like, I always, you know, I always um, treated the small surrenders, like stopping, oh, I'll give up movies or I'll give up comic books or I'll give up whatever it is. I always treated those, those little, little S surrenders with um. the- Thank you. I'll just wrap up with the big S surrender. And what I came to realize is that the pain of that surrender, the, the pain of, of having, of, of the withdrawal was something that I was going to have to get comfortable with uh, as a continual process in my recovery. Anyway, there's a lot more I could say, but that's my time. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you.
4: I'm mad. I'm a sex hey And Hey, Steve. It was great to hear your story. Thanks for sharing the solution. It was awesome. Uh, Yeah. And uh, um, Steve and I have uh, enjoyed the fine art of juggling. (laughs) Um, I was at a conference and uh, had talked about my fear of doing things because if I couldn't do it right the first time, I wouldn't do it. And in recovery, not just sobriety, but recovery after working the steps of a sponsor, I started trying different things and, and, uh, and one of those was juggling. I had wanted to do it since I was 10. And, um, and, you know, so 30, 40 years later, um, I started to try to do that and, you know, dropping the ball a lot and, mm-hmm. and, uh, I was sharing that with Steve. And, and then we juggled together at the conference cause I had no idea that he did. And, uh, And so, you know, recovery is a wonderful thing. It it definitely is not boring because I've been trying different things. And uh, one of which was I had a dream since I was a kid to go to base camp at Mount Everest and um, and, and I did that back in 2018 and, and was scared to death to do anything like that, you know, traveling over to a foreign country. And, and it's only because of recovery that I had the fear, but I did it anyway. And I did the inventory and t- take the actions and the feelings will follow. And, um, and so, um, you know, there's just incredible things that have been Uh, opened up because of recovery and Steve you um, expressed that very well of how great recovery can be so I appreciate it. Thanks.
2: We have time for a few more shares. and also to repeat if you have less than 30 days uh you're welcome to share as well
7: hi this is luke sexolog hello hello hi thank you thank you for the share steve it's um it's really good to hear the the spiritual humility and and looking at things into into a bigger frame that helps me a lot and you said about this uh, old timer who was grateful waking up well I, I i have it rarely i have it at times rarely but i have it more in the evening that i go to sleep and that i that I'm still that I put myself up in my bed again and i look around to my room and i'm just happy to have a house and a room and being sober because in my acting out period, I masturbated every single evening to 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 pick myself to, to to get myself knocked out. And it's such a joy to not have to do that anymore, to just go to sleep sober and most of the time serene, also. So I'm very grateful for that. And there was something in your story, but I forgot what it was now, which is which which reminded me of a slogan which says, If hanging out around SA doesn't work try hanging out inside SA. So I think that's maybe an answer also to people who keep relapsing. They hang out around SA. They, they can talk the talk, but they're not really doing what needs to be done because that's the real fellowship to what I try to do every day, to be honest, to make phone calls, to, to, and to do the inside job to surrender lust at the, in, the, in the moment of the temptation. So thank you.
2: Excellent.
7: Thank you. you.
2: Maybe a couple more shares?
7: Hello, can I share? Go ahead. Hello. Uh, Stephen, I'd like to to make a question, which is, uh, as long on your recovery road, you know, as time went by, um, how do you accept the the plans that god has for you you know like um for me you know it seems that i always have like an inner plan a design for things so i don't let go and let god i can repeat that 100 times but let go and let god is really abstract to me if you could tell me something about it i, I would appreciate it. thank you wow
1: that's a great question um i don't know how how to make it more abstract but yeah i mean it is a day at a time thing. When when the third step is, I'm told, is a decision, and, uh, and and whenever I make a decision, carrying out that decision is what comes after. So the third step itself is followed by turning over my life uh, to God, and I can only turn my life over as as I receive it, which is one day at a time, and and so each day I have to carry out my third step decision if I'm, you know, if it was a real decision. Um, and so things inside of me are the things that block me from carrying that decision out. And that's the purpose of the rest of the steps after three is to face and be rid of those things so that I can live the life that I'm committed to live. I can really, if I really mean my third step decision, then that's what I do. Now, concretely, um I guess um, one of the things I've had to let go. M- most of uh, of the things that I I had to let go are are illusions anyway. I think uh, this idea that that my plans are actually in 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 my dreams and my ideas about myself. Uh, a lot of them were frankly quite narcissistic, and and they were based on this idea that that I was special, that I had special powers, or I had a special purpose compared to the rest of you, and and that a lot of my pain uh, in my recovery has come from just coming to grips with the fact that well guess what I really am just another human being another child of God like the rest of you yes I'm unique yes I'm special so is everybody and and I am my time on the on the on the planet is, is finite I'm 55 years old and I've learned that about 70 percent of people in my country are younger than that and and so so, uh, I, I, my my energy is waning, and this is something that is uh, you know I, I, I'm surprised I didn't think that I was going to have a problem with with you know being 55 because it was abstract and 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 there's a line in the book on page I, th- I think it's on page 83. It says the spiritual life is not a theory. We need to live it, and that, this is this is I think at the root of your question. Uh, it, it is the practice of the program. I, I've read the big book. I've learned I could pass pass an exam, you know, with flying colors, uh, answering the questions about what's in the book. But how to live it in my life today? That is as a new as a new uh, a question, and and I need your help to answer. I also like what Luke just said. Yes, this thing about being grateful for sobriety. I can't do it all the time, but one of the things that I can do at best, I best get the gratitude and connection with with what a miracle it is by being here with you, so I need to keep coming back, Um, I really think keep coming back, keep keep asking for help and guidance from God as I'm coming to understand him, and and
0: from you in the program, thanks.